I remembered in on a cellular level, I remembered what it was like to be connected to nature. I remembered what it was like to live in harmony with the land. You know, it was this very visceral remembering experience that was triggered in a good way by smelling that sage. Welcome to Simply Woke, a podcast about awakening experiences. These are the transformative events that connect us to our spiritual selves and personal truths. I'm Alessandra Johnston, and each week I speak with a different guest about how they woke up, what happened, what they learned, and how it shifted their life. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hello and welcome to Simply Woke. Thank you so much for being here. My name is Alessandra, and today I am speaking with Michael Spencer. Michael is the founder of Let's Purify, which is an online business dedicated to the purification and upliftment of the energy in our living spaces and personal energy fields. Michael is also the host of the Let's Purify podcast, where she shares inspiration, tips, and stories designed to help people get crystal clear about the type of energy they want around them. And this is what we talk about uh, quite a bit in today's episode. We talk a lot about energy and the importance of allowing it to flow. In terms of awakening, Michael never had a sudden awakening experience, but rather she woke up to her own truth over the course of many years. She really connected to her spiritual self after she first attended a sacred energy circle. And if you're not sure what that is, neither did I, but we talked about it quite a bit and I learned a lot. We also discuss how to live with universal and spiritual laws and the importance of moving stagnant energy to heal and grow. If this is your first time, welcome, but if you've been enjoying the show, then please take a minute to rate and review it, or share it with a friend. And if you do have a story of awakening that you'd like to share and come on the show, then I'd love to hear it. Please email me at hello at simplywoke.com and share a little snippet of your story, and we'll see if it's a good fit for the show. So now let's jump in to episode 13 with Michael Spencer. What does awakening mean to you? Because I've discovered that it really means something different to everyone. Mm-hmm. So, Definitely. so what does awakening mean to you? Yeah, to me, it means remembering that I'm more than my body. I'm more than my thoughts. I'm more than my emotions. Uh, it's remembering the inherent oneness and that, you know, I, and I believe, and I think, there's an aspect for me of awakening, meaning evolving and growing. And so my beliefs about awakening today are different than my beliefs about what it meant to me a year ago. And I'm sure in five years, if you ask me the same question, I think some of it would still resonate with me. And there will probably be other things that I go, oh, no, it means this now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it is for me, it's definitely a deepening of self-awareness and you know i believe that the fundamental substance of the universe is love and so 
it's and like that love unconditional that that inherent love and so it's in my day-to-day experiences tapping into that and and feeling that even if i'm not um you know it's like being in that vibration or as close to it as i can be um even if i'm feeling irritated or you know having an emotion that doesn't um uh, feel that expansive and so how do you get into back into that resonating space i think always starting with the breath you know just remembering to stop pause and having those deep inhales and complete exhales because it does help me to stop the unproductive thinking it's not in alignment with truth and yeah i think the breath is the biggest thing for me and i think also like right now i'm looking out the window and i can see the horizon and i can see the expansiveness of the sky and so it's shifting that perspective from maybe the contraction that i feel in my body or in my thoughts and remembering that we're infinite eternal beings and this moment is going to come and go and the that infinite eternal substance is still going to be there yeah and for you this process of learning that you are more than more than your body and more than your physicality this has been a, like a lifelong slow process that you've never had this kind of sudden the skies part and <laughs> God reaches his hand down and touches you, which I think of some people like are really ex- expecting that. But mm-hmm. for you, that didn't happen. So for me, I would say my awareness about awakening and my spiritual path probably started in my early to mid twenties and I'm 41 now. So this has been a 20 year plus adventure that I've been, you know, more aware of with just starting with yoga and meditation and and noticing the difference in my thoughts and emotions when meditating and, and how much that can serve to ground me. And then also I had experienced some uh, some different traumatic events throughout my life and, and the healing from that being in therapy really helped to um, increase that kind of body, mind, spirit connection. Uh-huh. And then I noticed myself, I'm going to say probably in my mid twenties, and, and this went on for, you know, cycling through this for quite a while of really striving for something, wanting that big awakening experience. And I think there was probably an element of impatience on my part of like, okay, I've been meditating every day. And now I should just like have this big enlightenment experience. I remember, I remember the first time I think I tried to meditate. I think I was like 20. I don't know. I was in my early 20s. And I was actually in Costa Rica with my ex-husband. I was obviously with him at the time. Sure. And I remember sitting in the jungle and just trying to be enlightened and nothing <laughs> happened. <laughs> this is not working. Uh-huh. I don't know what's supposed to happen, but then this is what I've learned is that there really is there's an element of surrender that has to happen. Can you tell me what a sacred energy circle is? Oh, sure. A sacred energy circle is a gathering of people where a sacred space has been 
uh, established. So the person facilitating the circle will call the four or the seven directions, depending on their, their orientation, you know, spiritually. So you're in a circle and then you, the directions like the actual northeast, southwest. But then you said, depending on their spiritual. So some traditions will do the four cardinal directions, like you just said, and then some will add above, below, and within to those directions. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're establishing that sacred space. We're all gathered in a circle. Um, the facilitator will open with, you know, some type of prayer or blessing. And then each person gets a turn to speak their truth into the circle. And so some circles will have a theme. Sometimes it's just, you know, speaking whatever feels important to say. And in these circles, there's no cross talking. So it's not like a group therapy experience or even a group discussion. It's simply being seen, heard, witnessed, held as each person is speaking their truth. So their truth for the truth that day or truth just whatever is on their mind or as, or there's, as you said, a theme. Yep. It can be any or all of that. And so the circles that I go to once a month um, usually have a theme. So the theme might be uh, joy or gratitude or abundance. And so you can speak whatever happens to be coming up for you around that theme, or you simply get to, you can talk about what's going on um, in your experience, the ways that you're growing, what you're struggling with, provide some supportive feedback or um, help you to go a little bit deeper. Or if you're discussing something that you're feeling really stuck on, she will help to explore that a little bit deeper or in a way that might be, you know, that might to help to cause an opening, um, uh-huh. you know, in the energy field. The, the ones that I go to, the facilitators really, I mean, she's trained in Reiki and She's got some other spiritual trainings and she's just really tuned in. So she's able to help whenever somebody's feeling stuck around something that they're sharing about. They are very, it sounds so simple on the surface. Like you just go and talk and people listen to you. And so often, you know, whenever we're in conversation, often we're thinking of the next thing that we want to say, or we're thinking of a rebuttal, or we're thinking about this would be really helpful to share with this person. And there's something very healing. And the word that's coming to mind is stabilizing around simply being able to speak and be witnessed and know that, uh, you know, all of the beings in the unseen, the angels and the ancestors are in full support. Because um, these circles are about expansion and evolution and our spiritual growth. And so speaking with our hearts open and in that sacred space can be so powerful. And then often, as other people are sharing, we also will, you know, I, I often notice oh my gosh, that person sounds like they're speaking right to me or wow, I really understand what that person's going through. And it's just simply holding that space and experiencing that. It sounds lovely. It's so amazing. And then we do a type of breath work where we lie down on the floor and um, it's a specific breath work pattern that um, 
it's it can be used in shamanic journeying. And so there can be a little bit of a journey where you're, you know, traveling outside of time and space and perhaps connecting with the beings in the unseen or, you know, there's all sorts of things that can happen on those journeys. And then, you know, we come back together in circle and close out. And it's, those have been probably the number one, besides meditation and and breath work, like my own breathing and just remembering to come back to center that way. Those experiences have probably been the biggest things that have propelled me forward in my awakening. Can you tell us what happened the first time you went to one? Yeah, it was January of 2014. And I walked in. And so in in context, I at that time was getting ready to transition out of a job that wasn't satisfying and it wasn't working for me in the way that I wanted to serve people. And I was struggling with leaving my clients. And so I walked in to this space and it was in a yoga studio that I was very familiar with. And the facilitator was, she had saged the space. And so that sage smoke smell was really potent and pungent. And then she was saging each of us. And I just started crying. And I don't think I stopped the whole time. There were candles lit. And it was so soulful. And, and it was like the, it was the candles and it was the sage and it was, it was the whole thing. the prayers. It was the whole thing. And it was so heartfelt. It was, and so, I mean, you can light a candle and not have. That was the energy. Yes. Yes. And, and what I realized in that moment is that that's what was missing for me. It's like in all of these things that I was doing and experiencing, and particularly in my work, the sacred was missing. The soul was missing. So that you realize it's the connection back to yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's so huge, isn't it? I really like, that's the one I, I think I've said it on previous episodes that that I think our lack, our disconnect to ourselves and to nature and to others. Mm-hmm. That's the source of all of like our insane problems that this world is going through. I, I can't agree more. Yeah. You know, when you're talking about nature, there was something for me around smelling that burning sage that it was like instantly I remembered and not like I couldn't tell you what those lifetimes were. And I just I remembered in on a cellular level, I remembered what it was like to be connected to nature. I remembered what it was like to live in harmony with the land. You know, it was this very visceral remembering experience that was triggered in a good way by smelling that sage and being attended to the way that I was and the other people in the circle were by that facilitator. It just, it sounds just very clearing and very opening and very, Mm -hmm. and very therapeutic on many levels. 
And, and even, you know, the, the theory of sitting in circle is that each person is vital to the whole. Mm-hmm. And, and so even those principles where, you know, when we're talking about the, the bigger issues in society is, I think we all have this tendency to feel, and I don't want to speak for everybody. I know I feel very fragmented yes. at times. And so sitting in circle with this consciously created sacred space and holding hands with one another. And, and at the beginning of circle, we will have our eyes open and gaze into the eyes of each person who's gathered. Which right there, that made me feel uncomfortable. Oh, it's intense. It is, it is intense. Because we're not used to that. Uh-huh. No, we're not. <laughs> and so, and we may, we may gaze into another's eyes for 10 or 15 or 20 or 30 seconds. Yes. It's, and, and, and there have been times when I've been in circle and I've remembered this deep soul connection that I've had with this person that I've never met. Mm-hmm. I want to go check out one of these things. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I think you would probably love it. I probably would. I think I, I'm going to, I mean, I'm, I'm lucky. I live in a, I live in a large cosmopolitan city. So I'm sure there's, there's a, a there's some around. You also spoke about mystery school training. What's mm-hmm. mystery school training? So the woman who facilitates these circles that I go to had been trained by uh, there's an Institute of Modern Wisdom that provides training on doing circles like this, doing a type of practice called soul remembering that is a, uh, I don't know, it's not, it's not therapy per se, and it's not, I wouldn't call it simply past life regression. And if you're experiencing something in the present, you know, a trigger, of some sort, sometimes there can be a thread of that where we've experienced it at earlier times in our lives, in this lifetime. And then sometimes the root of that can actually go back to previous lifetime. And so the soul remembering helps us to connect with those times in earlier in our earlier life, in this lifetime. And then if there is a hook from an earlier lifetime or previous lifetime, we can sometimes connect with that. Is it kind of like past life regression? It is. I mean, it's definitely similar to that. I would say in some ways, and I don't know a ton about past life regression, so I don't want to speak out of turn about that. This, I mean, you're very much, you know, you're not like in a a hypnotized state or anything like that. And I don't know if that's necessary for past life regression, It's very much just kind of feeling in and trusting your intuition and trusting what pops forward into your awareness. And then when you're in that state, you can, um, and I don't mean like an altered state, but when you, if you connect with a past lifetime or an earlier experience in your life, it's connecting with, with a bigger universal truth. So it may be love. It may be joy. you know, some, some way of connecting with our own power. So within this training, did it help you to learn how to tap into your intuition more? Absolutely. I knew 
pretty early on after I started um, going to these circles that I would do the training. And I did. And it was a 10 month program where we had, I think we had monthly calls and then we met quarterly for a long weekend from Thursday night to Monday. And it was a really powerful experience. It definitely helped me to connect more deeply with my intuition. And it was very much focused on the development of consciousness. So kind of developing that awareness and that understanding of universal law and spiritual principles and and how to live within that. You know, so we're so focused on living according to our human laws, mm-hmm. you know, our, what we believe to be true and what gets reinforced by appearances. And so this training was really about expanding way beyond that. And it was, it was really powerful. And so what are some universal laws that you learned about? Yeah. I mean, we definitely tapped into the law of vibration, which is really connected to the law of attraction where, you know, whatever vibration, uh, well, and first of all, just that everything is vibrating. Absolutely. Everything is energy, which definitely informed the work that I'm now doing. And, you know, that based on those vibrations, we can really impact our experience that when we choose our vibration, when we choose our thoughts, when we choose our emotions, which were really conditioned, and then it gets reinforced, because that's what we experience, you know, we're conditioned to believe that it's the other way around, you know, that our thoughts happen to us, and our emotions happen to us. And I'm not saying by any means that I have mastered all of that because it's a life. I don't think many people. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. But it's, I think, but when you start becoming aware of your own energy and the thoughts and how your thoughts make your feelings, and then you you can start, you know, I think we all still have our reactions to outside stimulus, Mm -hmm. but once you, I, I think what it, it comes down to is you don't necessarily hold on to stuff as much anymore. Yeah. That you're able to kind of let it go. And by mm-hmm. letting go, then you can get back into the energetic flow. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. I think so too. So you spoke a little bit about the energy vibrations and that mm-hmm. affects your, your business. So what is your business now? Yeah. So I transitioned out of being a mental health counselor at the end of last, at the end of 2017, going into 2018, so that I could commit to working with people doing something called home energy purification. And this is all about our relationship with our stuff, our accumulated belongings, and that when those belongings that are tucked away in our attics, basements, closets, garages, in the corners and the piles, when that becomes stagnant, there's also uh, a stagnant or a stuckness that's reflected internally. So it's this kind of as within, so without, as above, so below. And so when we have these, yeah, the stagnation, the stuckness, these uh, things that we're avoiding, it's usually reflective of some aspect of our shadow. And so when we start to go into these places that we've been 
denying. I mean, I don't know about you. I definitely had times where I'm like, oh, I'll clean that out. And then it's like, hmm, I'll put that off for another year. Um, you do not want to see my house. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about clutter. The clutter, it is, uh, I've been saying for a very long time that I'm a struggling domestic goddess. My, <laughs> I love that. My, yeah, we have clutter. I, I wouldn't say like we're not crazy hoarders, fortunately, but sure. there's there's definitely clutter piles and I just I don't know what to do with them. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's the amazing thing about home energy purification is I help people to uh, create a, a way of working through those piles, those things that have because it's so that I know it from my own experience and I know it from talking with lots and lots and lots of other people that we just were like, we have the best intentions. And then we start going through the box or going through the pile. And it's like, well, I don't know what to do with this. And so then we just put it back. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, for me, it's, um, and I actually have a friend who comes and helps me. He comes over like twice a year. And the last time he came, I got, I get very overwhelmed because it's just, I don't know where, as you said, I don't know where to put things. And then because I don't know where to put things, I just leave it. And then it just, then more stuff accumulates and stuff. So he kind of comes and helps and make, helps me make those decisions. I love it. Which is amazing. And I'm so thankful for him. But even the last time, like it was like, I think I just, I was bawling the entire time. I think he's like, what is going on with you? I'm like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just purging all this energy. Like it's, it's crazy. Yes. Yes. And there is, so, and so you felt it and you experienced it once that stagnant energy started moving. Once he was like, okay, what are we doing with this? Where are we putting this? then it does have, and not for, not everyone experiences it in the exact same way, of course. And like you felt that movement of energy within yeah. and then it's coming out through the tears and the crying. And guess what? I started two weeks later, uh-huh. this podcast, uh-huh. cause I was and stuck on the podcast for a very long time. There's such music to my ears. You know, when we move something, whether it's the physical body whether we start decluttering and letting go of stuff, shifting up the energy in our homes, it's no surprise yeah. that this thing that you had been stuck with, you move the emotional energy, you move the physical energy, you move the energy in your home, boom. Yeah. No, that I do. I definitely see the connection between cycling the energy. And I really believe like when you have a lot of negative stuck energy that you got to start cycling it. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. whether it's through physical activity or I think like EFT really helps to yes. cycle the energy also. And then, then you can release it and you can get it out and you can, you can then move forward, which I think is so important. Yeah. It's, it is amazing. Because that's so how I you heal, people. right? Absolutely. Love it. Right? Yeah. And then, you know, when we think about it from the physical body standpoint, if we have that stuck stagnant energy in the body, it can manifest as illness, disease. And so anytime we're moving energy and flushing out that old stuff, whether it's toxins in the physical body or old junk that we've just been holding on to, or the other beautiful thing about home energy purification is 
it can also be like a treasure hunt. You know, sometimes we've got so much stuff that the treasures and the really amazing things that have been tucked away into a box, we then get to uncover and bring that out. And maybe it gets to be put on a special shelf or maybe it's something we start using or maybe we frame that um, artwork that we did in high school that we've just been holding onto in a binder. And so then it gets to actually be in our home. It'll be something special. Yeah. Yeah. And then what is that doing? It's honoring that younger part of ourselves or, you know, whatever it may be honoring relationship. It's honoring some part Mm -hmm. of us. It's so magical. Yeah. I like that. It's true. (laughs) I find I just, yeah, I, for me, you know what it is. And I, he also helped me with, I remember with the basement because the basement became like this catch all. We just would throw Mm -hmm. stuff in the basement. Sure. And my kids couldn't play down there. obviously, And then, but once the space was cleared, it was, it was just so relieving. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah. Now I need to do my whole house. Yep. Yeah. You've inspired me. There you go. I'm going, I'm going to clear it all. I need it. Need it out. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, as I've been working with people, I'm really hearing that there is this connection between this feeling of rebirthing and awakening and needing to shed some old layers of our physical stuff that we've been holding on to. And I, I definitely experienced that in my own process of going, you know, as I was going through the mystery school, I was also doing a lot of physical body purifying, a lot of cleansing And so I was clearing out a lot of the old physical toxins. And then there was a lot of emotional stuff and energetic movement that was happening. And then I started looking around my house and I'm like, wow, there's stuff here that is from 20 years ago. There's stuff here that's from 40 years ago that I wasn't making conscious choices about. Mm -hmm. I was just holding on to them because you were supposed to, or because I felt like I shouldn't get rid of something or I don't know. And there were things that I was holding on to that did not make me feel good. They did not have good energy. I find our obsession with stuff amazing just as humans. Mm -hmm. And I think it's partly because we are these creative beings. So we love to make stuff. True. Yeah. But then at the same time, this need to accumulate and, and get more, physical stuff I find I find it really interesting yeah and I think it's so interesting because it's a balance you know as human beings here on the planet we need certain things yes right like we need shelter and we need a blanket and then you know it's great to have something comfortable to sleep on although that's not an absolute necessity I mean people are surviving all over the world without a king size mattress like I have. I know, but I really like my my mattress. Uh, heck yeah. Something has gone on, particularly in the Western cultures, with like a sense of moderation. Yes. You know? But I think like, that's where the disconnect comes in. Yeah. I yeah. think because we we're we're trying to fill this void that we're mm-hmm. with all this stuff and that we just have to reconnect back in and then we can find that centered peaceful place within us as opposed to trying perhaps to accumulate more which is ironic especially this time of year when you know we're all consuming for christmas and everything 
Yeah. Got to get that Amazon order in, right? <laughs> I'm done my shopping, so I'm good. Oh my gosh. Good for you. I'm just getting started. <laughs> so where can people find you online? I have a website called letspurify.energy and the name of my business is Let's Purify. And then I have a podcast called the Let's Purify podcast. And there's links to that on my website. And then you can also search for it on iTunes. And I'll add everything to the show. Nice. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. I really enjoyed our conversation. Oh, thank you, Alessandra. I did as well. I really loved my conversation with Michael. She is such a warm and genuine soul. And I love how the topic of energy came up again and how vital it is to our health and well-being. I'm learning more and more about how important it is that we understand it and how it works. In my last episode, in episode 12, my guest and I spoke about healing the energetic body and today we discussed the importance of getting it moving, of clearing it in order to bring in something new, to feel better, or to get something going. So often there are times in our lives where we feel stuck, stuck in our jobs, the routine, the monotony, and there's comfort in that. We know what to expect and we like the predictability. Yet there's something within us that yearns to move and to be free. And there's the paradox. We crave change, yet we like keeping things the way they are. But I've learned how important it is to get the energy moving, to get back in the flow. For when we allow ourselves to be part of the flow of life instead of being stuck in it, life unfolds in the most magical way, bringing us exactly where we're meant to be. If you've enjoyed this episode, then please take a minute to rate and review it or share it with a friend. In light and love, I'll see you next week.